Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show celebrating its 942nd episode. It's a big party. Thanks for joining us on the 942nd episode spectacular. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you'll listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here in my home office where I was working on the magazine until about 1230. I'm going to sitting over there <laughs> in her in her garage. No, I'm in the living room. In I'm not going to leave room. all the studio in equipment room. in the garage. I don't know how you operate. It's the Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. How's your magazine work going? Great. Pictures are fun. Isn't this fun? Aren't you glad you have this job? (laughs) Yes. For any sports photographer that is listening right now, if you take pictures of defensive linemen, you are my favorite. You are my all-time favorite because you know many people don't. I love the shots so for of a those good who, quarterback, to, a good wide receiver, but give the linemen some love so you can make my job easier. <laughs> to catch people up, um, so obviously when you put together a 400-page magazine, like and if you've picked up our magazine, you know that there's a lot of art in it. There's a lot of photos, a ton of photos, um, because it's 400 pages and we like it to look pretty. Um, and so... I have tasked, as the managing editor, I'm, I, I make the assignments around here, and I have tasked young Ashley as being our photo editor, basically, for the magazine. And so uh, I sent her a list. Hey, these are the photos that we need. Could you please go look through our, um, our archives from the 2019 season and find the photos? And if you don't have the photos, then we need to, you know, we have other ways of getting reach them. Out. We reach out to the yeah. school, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what she is discovering is something I've known for 10 years, which is um, when you need a photo of a Kellen Mond, the Texas A&M quarterback. Plenty. You it need a photo? A easy. Easy. Because he has the ball. 
and a, a, a lot of you know great action shots usually happen with the football in your hand. There's a, like it's it's natural for a photographer to just follow the ball, right? If you need a photo of the left guard, you ain't gonna have it. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. You are it's gonna be tough. No, I could. I will say, like after when you do find that one hidden gem in the thing mm. of forty thousand photos we have, there was like twice last night. I went yes, <laughs> like I was yeah. so pumped. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great feeling. It's a great uh-huh. feeling when you find like when you're like uh, you've been looking and looking for number ninety two, the defensive tackle. You've been Forever. looking and looking and looking and looking and looking and you've gone through 700 photos. And then suddenly, not only a photo of 92 pops up, but it's a kick-ass action photo. And it, it, it's just him and you can oh. see it and it's clear like chef's kiss. That's a great feeling. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'll send you another list of art we need tonight. Today is Wednesday, April 15th, 2020. Get those taxes in. That's not true. I'm pretty sure you, you got extended to. to July. July. Right? Yeah. July? Mm-hmm. Mine's already in. Mm-hmm. I'll just say. I'm yep. Ned Flanders uh, <laughs> filling out those taxes uh, at midnight on New Year's Day. <laughs> um, that is a great scene, by the way. Yes. Um, if you've never gone back, that is the episode. Why did that happen? What episode was that? Um, Flanders taxes. <laughs> What episode is that? Um, I don't know. Oh, The Trouble with Trillions. That's the episode in which um, Mr. Burns steals the trillion dollar bill. Anyway, it's a great scene. Um, episode, or 225 Days Till Thanksgiving, episode 942, 942, Colby Lewis's war went above replacement in his illustrious, truly illustrious Texas Rangers career. Yes. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Andrew Christensen, Ed McElroy, Tony, and Matthew McSpadden. Welcome in, guys. Hi, friends. On today's show, guys, it's going to be a recruiting-based show. Uh, back half the show, we've got This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, an excellent athlete. Great conversation with him about the latest news and notes from around the state. But I want to start with actually a piece I've been working on for the magazine. So in um, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, I have the 2019 edition right here. Um in Dave Campbell's Texas Football, uh, one of the pieces that is one of the most time-consuming pieces for me. Uh, it's probably the most time-consuming piece that I write in the magazine. Uh, it is the Recruiting by the Numbers pitch. Uh, recruiting by the Numbers. Uh, it is a three-page spread. If you want to go, if you have your edition, uh, it's page 40. And basically, here's what I do. Is I go through all 127 FBS non-service academy teams. Mm-hmm. And I take all of their recruits, all their signees from the last year, and I put them in a database. There is no database that exists like that. You have to make your own. Trust me. Trust me. I have tr- <laughs> I've tried to find it. That is an extremely time-consuming process. Mm-hmm. In any case, uh, then I go through and I break down that data. And it, 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 I, I, our friend um, and, and uh, former managing editor of the magazine, David Barron, used to do this. I took it over in about four years ago um, because David's got plenty of other things to do besides do that nonsense. Uh, and the other thing was that it really appeals to my nature. 
Um, big it's something that guy. I really, <laughs> I'm a big spreadsheet guy. I'm big Excel guy. Big Excel and, guy. And I'm always kind of looking for interesting nuggets. And this is full of interesting nuggets. Like, for example, I tweeted this. Once, one, one interesting nugget. Mm-hmm. Did you know about the punter situation in, in America? No. I did see your tweet, though. I found that very interesting. It doesn't surprise me I now could that write, I actually think about it. But I am going to, I think I'm going to write. Let me pull up my spreadsheet. I think I'm going to write a book. All right. And the book is going to be called Dave Campbell's The Death of the American summer. Punter. Yeah. I think it's going to be called The Death of the American Punter because when you take a look at the punters across the, uh, across that were in the 2020 class, there were, uh, there were, uh, how let me make sure I find it. There were 17 punters signed. Okay. Mm-hmm. 17 punters signed. One from Texas, one from New Jersey, one from Georgia, one from California, and 13 from Australia. Yeah. The okay. Aussies. Your people. The American punter is in trouble, guys. <laughs> uh, the Aussies have come and taken over. So though it's those types of things that, that really that really strike me and are particularly interesting. Um, one thing that I think is 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 very interesting and, and I try to break it down in, in a lot of different ways. Um, would you care to guess? I want to see if you can get this. And I, I, I know you you know them, but can you guess what region of the state, what region of Texas produced the most FBS signees per capita? Okay. Meaning I took the enrollment of the schools in that region and divided it by the number of recruits. Can you guess who had the most recruits per capita? It's got to be over in East Texas, right? Fewer people. Is that accurate? Ashley Pickle. Well done. It is the Piney Woods. Yes. Let's go. The Piney Woods uh, lapped the field. They signed 10 FBS prospects out of the Piney Woods. That is good for 6.1 signees per 10,000 students. That is like, that's I think twice the number of second place. Um, That's Beast Texas um, living up to its name. Right. Um, uh, and, and uh, you know, DFW and Houston are always going to sign the most prospects. But there's more but people. per capita, I thought that was interesting, that that is like the deepest part of it. Here's another interesting fact. Going by that per capita again, break it down relative to the enrollment. 6A is fourth this year among the classes. Okay? In first place, 5A. 5A, 5A had 2.4 signees per uh, per 10,000 students. Then, next up, 2A. The smallest 11-man classification. Go! They That's signed awesome. six signees out of 30, a little more than 30,000 students. That's insane. That is awesome. And, uh, and then 3A, or I'm sorry, 4A is next behind them. Uh, one small note on that is that there are a, a fair number of private school mm-hmm. uh, signees, but private school enrollments are not like public. Yeah. That's, I mean, I guess that kind of goes without saying, but uh, so we can't make those kind of comparisons. Comparisons, yeah. Um, and then that doesn't one surprise other me thing... about 5A 
being up there. Yeah. 5A was All right. that was fun. Like this year was 5A All was right. fun. That does not surprise me. One other thing, and I'm gonna we're gonna do a little little guessing game here for for Ashley Pickle. Oh no. Here we go. All right, Ashley Pickle. Mm -hmm. There were two FBS teams that signed every one of their high school signees from within their home state. Okay? So, so only not... local recruits. Okay. Only local signees from within their own state. Can you guess which ones? UTEP and... I just have been going through all those photos and so many of okay. them have, let me look at a list. I'm going to leave that up in the comments. If you can guess the two Texas FBS Tech. teams, uh, the two FBS teams in the comments, uh, we'll come up with a prize for you. Um, if you I'm can guess the two FBS teams that signed that all of their signees came from within their home state, we need both schools. If you get both schools, if you're the first one to get it, we will we'll come up with a prize. It'll be a good prize. Uh, I'll think of something good. Okay. So anyway, that's just something that I've been working on there. Uh, some All little right. news and notes, some tidbits from recruiting inside the numbers. The full article is coming in the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which you can get by becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com/slash/insider. There's that. All right. A little bit earlier today, we caught up with our recruiting analyst Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Um, talked all sorts of news and notes on recruiting from around the state of Texas. Here is This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, that's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Recruiting. Love that delay. It's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete, our recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1, and uh, he has specifically requested that i call him grimy greg uh buddy <laughs> the facial hair mwah, just really really choice what's funny is um you know i've been working on this whatever you want to call it i i it's it really shouldn't be called a beard um but i've done a lot of zoom calls with texas high school football coaches across the state we all are working on our terrible beard game right now. I mean, um, yeah. I would say like a so, very large majority of folks have it. I think you're exactly right. And, and, and that is becoming one of the great um, challenges for, for coaches is uh, who can grow the best beard on the staff. Um, and, and, and that's what, that's what I'm realizing. And so right now um, I'm trying to think if anybody, I mean, Shahan already had a beard. Um, our boss, Adam, is trying to grow a beard, and it's not going well. Um, yeah, so I would say at least right now, as far as new beards are concerned, for the staff, you're in first place, buddy. Nice. You, you did it. Hang I, the mission accomplished banner. I love, to, I love to win. We have a competition going in our house between me and my two sons who are 20 and 17, and I can tell you, that I may not be winning here, but I'm the only one not mm. using PEDs. That's a great point. 
That's a great point. Yeah, you're doing it clean. You play you play the game the way it's meant to be played. Uh, right. Let's get the to purist. this week in recruiting. <laughs> purist. Let's get to this week in recruiting. Uh, we will start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is a, a guy that I think people people maybe the entire state got their first glimpse of in the state championship game. We're talking about Carthage 2021 quarterback Kai Horton, who led the Bulldogs to a state championship last year. Uh, he was the East Texas Newcomer of the Year. He has picked up his first scholarship offer uh, from a pretty local one. Makes a lot of sense that Stephen F. Austin and Coach Colby Carthel will be the first one to offer uh, Kai Horton from Carthage. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised because he's 6'4", 6'5", 215, 220 pounds, uh, that there haven't been a lot more colleges uh, knocking at his door uh, with scholarship offers. But it's a very deep year, especially in the Lone Star State, for quarterback talent. So things have played out a little bit slower for Kai Horton, but he's a big frame, big armed quarterback with a winning pedigree. Um, you just look at his stat line, 3,746 yards and 49 touchdowns in 2019 to, to see what he's bringing to the table. Um, and it's it's clearly apparent that he he does have or possesses the skill set to be an effective weapon uh, in college. So I think his interest will continue to pick up. I do feel like he's one of those guys that a lot of colleges wanted to see in a camp setting. Um, so hopefully fingers crossed, he has that opportunity to attend some bigger camps in June and into July, um, where colleges get a chance to see him in person, because I think they will be really impressed if they do have that opportunity. Well, and Carthage is one of those, it's one of those weird situations where on one hand, um, playing at a successful program gets you noticed, right? KD running backs always get noticed. Uh, Allen quarterbacks always get noticed, but also the smaller you go, the less likely you are to get noticed. And so it, it strikes me that, that maybe this is a situation. Uh, I know that coach Scott Surratt there at Carthage is crazy about Kai Horton thinks that he's a fantastic, uh, a fantastic player. Uh, but it strikes me as maybe the situation where coaches wanted to see a full season from him uh, before they were willing to jump in. And it seems like it looks like Stephen F. Austin at least had seen enough. Yeah, definitely. And here's what I think you'll find with a guy like Kai Horton, why the pause button could possibly be pushed, is that he's not necessarily one of these dual threat guys who makes a lot of things happen on the ground. So what a college coach wants to assess is his ability to process, put him on the chalkboard and see what if he can run their offense effectively, being a guy who's going to be in the pocket and slinging that ball around quite often. So I can understand why there could be a little bit of a delay in some of these schools offering him. But when you look at the tools, I think it's apparent as soon as they know the mental aspect or the mental side of his game, I think that um, it'll, it'll be really, he's one of these guys who could play in the big 10 sec for certain schools, you know, no problem. Pac 12, even big 12, some certain schools that don't run that uh, dual threat type of system. He can play in those types of programs and the Carthage offense is pretty detail oriented. So Kai Horton knows how to, how to run an offense. Let's make no mistake about that. The kid's a leader and he, he understands the game. Let's get to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week uh, is the commits plural of the week, I suppose. Uh, it's I, Texas no, Tech. I think we did. I, we picked one. Yeah, we did. But it, it comes in, in, the, uh, in the context of, of a big week for Texas Tech. Uh, they picked up a tight end 
uh, in, in Wichita Falls Riders, Jed Castles, they picked up another tight end, uh, inclines Mason Tharp. Uh, and sticking with the beef, uh, they have uh, they have uh, picked up a, a big commitment from Argyle offensive tackle Jack Tucker. Uh, he is the he's the big one in this group, uh, you know, not not just from size, but as far as uh, recruiting uh, stature is concerned. Um, and he had 15 other offers there, including Baylor, USC, Illinois. Uh, and this is a guy 6'6", 260. Uh, this feels like a really, really nice get uh, for uh, for Matt Wells and company. Well, we had a really great interview with Jack Tucker, uh, you know, fresh off of his commitment to Texas Tech on Monday. And one thing he said actually really caught my attention. Um, the offensive line coach at Texas Tech sees him playing in their program upwards of around 330 pounds. And you're talking about a guy who's uh, – 260 pounds right now at around 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so he has some weight to add once he gets to college. But, man, the upside is really high with Jack Tucker. Um, he's long arms. He moves pretty well for a, a bigger-bodied offensive lineman. He's, he's really strong for a 260-pound offensive lineman. And he was the O-line MVP at the Next Level Athlete uh, Texas Top 100 Showcase in Dallas a camp that featured, you know, over 30 of the top offensive linemen in the DFW area, and he came away with top billing. So that tells you the type of guy uh, that Texas Tech's really getting in Jack Tucker. And another thing, another note, uh, Tech sees him as a guy who could play tackle, guard, or center um, in their program. Mm -hmm. So they're not limiting uh, what position he could play, and I think that that is, is a very interesting point because we've only had the opportunity – to see him play left tackle um, or tackle, but to know that he has the versatility to move inside at any of the three positions on the interior uh, is pretty cool for Jack Tucker and Texas Tech. The, uh, you know, the one thing um, is that, that I think is really interesting, and you mentioned the, the, that they, they see him playing at a much higher weight, right? I think people are looking at this and saying, oh, 6'6", 260. Um, you know, how are they going to get him up 70 pounds? Well, there's a couple of things. One... Uh, you know, you get him into a nutrition program, you know, you, you, you let him eat, you let, you have the kid eat, uh, give him the freshman 15 plus a little bit, but then also, um, the, uh, the strength and conditioning coaches there are going to make sure that they, 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 they get him into the weight room and they get him, uh, you know, a, a lot of weight there. And one thing, you know, I, I keep going back and this is the, the example that I think is, is relatively legendary around the state of Texas is, and, and I'm certainly not comparing him to, uh, to, to this guy. Who is an, who's an all-pro tackle, but Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson was a quarterback at Groveton, who I believe played at something like 6'6 six, six and, 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 and 210 or something like that. He Next. gets to Oklahoma, uh, and they say, all right, uh, we are going to throw a or – get, or he gets to Oklahoma, and they say, we're going to put a bunch of weight on you. And, and we're going to you know, hang a bunch of weight on you because we think you've got the frame to handle it. And it seems like, and even watching that film there from the, the Top 100 Showcase, the Next Level Athlete Top 100 Showcase, you can see that frame, right? You're, you're looking, it's, 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 it's kind of like a, it's, you got to think of it like when you're buying a house. You look at the bones of the house, right? Uh, and see the potential. And I think you can, there are some guys that you could say there's no way they can, you could hang another 70 pounds on them. But even just watching the, that tape, I think it's easy to see, yeah, you could definitely hang another 70 pounds on that kid. When you're six seven, there's areas yeah. to add weight. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> if, 
we hung 60 pounds on ourselves, it'd be a completely different story. But when you hang 60 on Jack Tucker, I think that he'll still be able to pass the eyeball test and, and be an even more impressive specimen. That's that's a huge difference at 6'7 and 5'10. Uh, it's going to be uh, really fun to watch what happens to Jack Tucker, the Argyle offensive lineman uh, there. We're going to skip ahead uh, to our recruit of the week. Uh, let's skip ahead to the recruit of the week. Uh, we're going to talk about Conroe Oak Ridge running back Alton, Alton McCaskill. Uh, this is a kid who picked up, uh, had a nice week. While everybody was sitting at home, uh, he was sitting at home getting, <laughs> getting phone calls uh, from eight new offers from schools. Virginia Tech, Virginia, Auburn, Utah State, Syracuse, Michigan, USC, and Kansas State. That adds it to an ever-growing list uh, for this Conroe Oak Ridge running back and Alton McCaskill, uh, this guy, I know you came away impressed with him at the Next Level Athlete Texas Top 100 uh, Showcase in Houston. Uh, down there in, in Houston, this, this sounds like a guy who, who may end up being a household name. Well, he's one of these guys who didn't – he looked great at the camp, but he also backs that up with tremendous film. His highlight reel is really impressive. Um, for a bigger-bodied running back, you know, he's already 6'1", 195 verified um mm. he's going to be able to play at 210 pounds and he moves really well he, he has runs with great pad level for his size he runs through arm tackles he runs around uh stiffer defenders and doesn't you know get caught very often so he has a, a well blended skill set and i think why you're really seeing his recruitment take off is there are some schools in and around texas that have already kind of earmarked or picked out who they think their running backs are going to be in this cycle. And even though those guys haven't made a commitment yet, um, those big time schools haven't offered in this area, haven't offered McCaskill. And then everybody watches this guy on tape and they're like, wow, these schools around here are really missing the boat on this kid. Let's get in the game right now and see what happens. Will some of those schools come back around and offer him and will it make a difference? That could happen. Um, but right now you're seeing some out-of-state big guys coming in on uh, McCaskill and starting to really load up that offer list. And, and there are some eye-openers there now, especially when you consider schools like Penn State and Michigan and, you know, even Arkansas, who have had a great history of running back talent. You know, these schools mm -hmm. understand what it's – Auburn, these schools understand what it takes – uh, USC to get a great running back and develop one into the NFL. Uh, and when you start to get those offers, it's game changing. And I think you're only going to see his list uh, continue to grow because he's one of these guys that really realistically could end up anywhere at this point, because the doors are thrown open on the recruitment wow. of Alt McCaskill right now um, with all these new offers. And the other thing for me, uh, like it always strikes me whenever there's a running back coming out of the Houston area, because Houston is always so talent rich at the running back spot that I think that sometimes it may be, um, I think getting that first big offer is especially important down there simply because it's easy to get lost there. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really out outstanding playmakers there. Um, and, and so that's something that, that I'm, I'm interested in. And I'll just, I'll just say this. Um, uh, I've got Conroe Oak Ridge's questionnaire up here. And of course the, the coach of Conroe Oak Ridge is, is Mark Schmidt, the longtime coach at the Woodlands, uh, a guy that the guy that I think a lot of people have a lot of respect for a guy who's, who's been around. And this is his comment on Alton McCaskill. 
Alton is as talented as any back that I've had the pleasure of coaching in my 33 year career. And when you hear a coach like that, say something like that, that should resonate with people. Definitely. And on a separate note, outside of McCaskill, are you not surprised when Oak Ridge tape plays and they're blue Uh, for some reason? Yeah. I, 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 I have Oak Ridge in my mind as being a team that's going to be like brown and, I don't know, brown and yellow every time. So every time I yeah, watch brown and gold. Oak Ridge, I'm always like, right. Yeah, I'm always surprised. Yeah, I know. Okay, so random, let's, let's move on. Random high uh, school. Finally. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, there, there are colored schemes that just, you know, always, uh, uh, I always forget. All right, finally, uh, we're going to finish up with our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is Spearman 2022 athlete Brennan Thompson. And this is a guy who, again, from a small school perspective, um, all it takes is like a little bit of momentum and then it's zoomed to the moon. And that's what happened this week for Brennan Thompson at Spearman. He picked up offers from Alabama, A&M, Michigan, Auburn, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, and Kansas. And he got an invitation to play in the Under Armour All-America game. Uh, we can't get the, uh, the the highlights to pull up right now, but Spearman 2022 athlete Brennan Thompson, uh, it's safe to say that this week he blowed up. Yeah, he blowed up. And uh, <laughs> you don't need the highlights to know what makes him special. It's 10 to 100 meter speed. That's what makes Brennan Thompson special. He is a, a guy who plays a lot of quarterback for his high school team. Uh, he's the most important player on that team, but you can see that speed. And and I really wanted to come into the podcast today with a, a great comparison. You know, like it's always cool to be able to compare some of these up and coming recruits to maybe a guy that you can remember from the past or someone that you can really um, draw a comparison to. And the closest thing, and this is going to be a big name for a lot of people who know a lot about Texas high school football, uh, but William Cole maybe is a good comparison for Brennan Thompson. I mean, if I'm just looking at the, and that's a, yeah, that's a pretty lofty comparison. I, I started like going like, well, maybe James Washington at Stanford, but he's more to me, William Cole than he is James Washington, because I don't really know what his next level uh, definitive next level position is going to definitively be. Uh, but his speed and agility and all that stuff is, is transcendent in a way. So that's uh, what makes Brennan Thompson so special and why you see these top programs coming after him. He racked up 3,500 all-purpose yards last year for, for the Lynx and, and could be in for an even uh, bigger year this year. And, and, and I'm underclassman. I mean, he was doing that as a sophomore. I mean, so uh, expect big things from Brennan Thompson at Spearman. We expect big things every week from uh, Greg Powers, Grammy Greg of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1 Powers. Appreciate your time. Uh, Good luck with the beard, and uh, we'll do this again next week. All right, let's do it. There he is, Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst from Next Level Athlete. Joins us every Wednesday here on Texas Football Today for this week in recruiting. No, 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 for this week in Cruton. (laughs) This week in in. In crude. Crude. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yes. So we appreciate uh, Greg Powers for his time per usual. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. All right. So we asked the question out of all FBS schools. There's only two 
that have signed players just from within their state? I, my answer was extremely wrong. No one mm -hmm. in the comments got it, but two people guessed one of the schools at least. Andrew Christensen which and was? Ed McElroy guessed UTSA, which is accurate. Correct. That is correct. UTSA uh, only signed kids from within uh, the state of Texas. Uh, so yes, that is that is one of the two teams that uh, got uh, that that uh, accomplished the feat. I remember last year. I believe North Texas did it last year. It's like, I've got the magazine yes. here. Uh, North Texas had the highest percentage. They were eighty-five percent. Yeah, I think we had a kid from Oklahoma last year that would have mm -hmm. messed that up. Yes. Um, and which is funny because I'm going through the pictures I'm going through right now are of the recruiting classes for each of the. Mm -hmm. uh, Texas colleges and I have not gotten a UTSA yet. So, but I did make the comment. I was like, dude, some of these schools are hard to find because they're either mm -hmm. Juco kids or they're out of state kids. And so it's like, I've got like maybe one or two kids to work with to hope that we have pictures of them playing in high school. So that was funny. But the other mm -hmm. one is a California school. Do you want to mm -hmm. say it? Fresno state. Fresno State was the other one. Fresno State uh, recruited all of their high school players from within the state of California. Uh, one thing that is interesting, if you're interested in this kind of thing, please pick up a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Pie. Um, if you're interested in this kind of thing, actually, Texas, not surprisingly, um, five other Texas schools rank in the top 10 in this metric as far as percentage of their uh, Texas, 18 of 19 high school signees. Wow. Tech was 15 of 16. Texas State, six of seven. Um, they did a lot of JUCO kids. Uh, Houston, eight of 11. Uh, and North Texas, 13 of 18. They were all in the, in the top 10 nationally in recruiting homegrown talent. So there you go. Cool. A little um, uh, trivia for you. Uh, yeah, quick little shout out, though. I will say, like, since we haven't gotten our goof update today, uh, when we were running that video, I asked him the question, and I did give him the hint. I said, one is in Texas and one is in California, and he guessed them both on the first try. So... Shout okay. out to Goof. Well, we'll give Goof a prize of some kind. <laughs> um, That's it. Okay. That's all I got. That's it? Yeah. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers, an next level athlete, for being our guest, for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.